Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. About to be a great night. Really good tonight. Yeah. This is one hell of a night. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. Hancock Kelly, late night. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll take you through to 10 o'clock where you'll have the news with Sean Michael, who joins us in studio right now. Hello, Sean Michael. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Have you always gone by both names, Sean Michael? Yeah, my mother named me that. Sean Michael Lyle, and that's what I've always been. I was a kid. Irish? Oh, Sean Michael Lyle. My my, uh, father's side is from Court McSherry in Southern Ireland, and my mother's side's from Galway. Wow, so you're like the real deal. Yeah, nothing but Irish. Wow, yeah. is your is your bride also Irish? No, no, oh. she's uh, she's German and English. Oh, right. a, pi- a pioneer and Mormon pioneer. She's she was raised in a Mormon family, so she's wow. Mormon pioneer. Yeah. I'm Michael Sean. Really? Yeah, Michael yeah. Sean Kelly. S e a n. S e a n. I'm glad you don't misspell it like a lot of people. No, do. and I spell Kelly the right way too, as opposed to this other Kelly around here. He spells the K e l l y. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. Well, Lyle is L i s l e. Yeah, right. Uh. Yeah, which of course, I mean, there's Lyle, Illinois, but yeah. Other than that, yeah. I, so I always tell people S e a n and then L i s l e and M i c h. Seen Mitchell Lisley, I say it's Irish. It makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my a, explanation. You got some stuff going on there. That's uh, well, we wanted to bring you in tonight to, and ask a very uh, important question. So I'm wondering if this is a generational thing, right. uh, because I do not do what I'm about to describe to you guys. All right. But younger people that I work with do this, and I'm curious as to whether or not either of you've done this. All right. If I were to say to you, hey, guys, I'm going to take you out for dinner on Wednesday night. We're going to go to, I don't know, Paul Mano's. Let's go. I'm and, in. And we all agreed that we're going to go. Yeah. Do you look at the menu ahead of time on where you're going? Do you check the menu out to see what's on the menu prior to arriving, or do you wait until they put the menu in front of you? I wait until they put it in front of me, and then if I figure out that I shouldn't have gone there, then I just kind of feel bad about it. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, and, you know, if you're going to a place like Palmano's, there's going to be stuff off the menu. They they come out to the right. table there and they say, you know, we've got the huta hata huta tonight, you know, and yeah. the, the matcha butcha tachi, and, you know. And well, they, it's it's sense of discovery, I think. Yes, it's, it's yes. So much of the enjoyment is right. sense of discovery. Yes. But if you, if you research everything too much, then you're going to get really good at researching things, but not very good at living life. Thank you, moment. guys. There Thank you, you. But these young folks I work with... No, here we got Matt Pajeski. Matt, you're 20, uh, what are you, 27? 22. 22? Yeah. When you're going to go to a restaurant for the first time that you haven't uh, been to, do you examine the menu prior to arrival? No. Nice. 
all he's these. He's an old soul, though. Yeah, he's PJ a very old, old soul. soul. I mean, yeah. I, I like to know what kind of restaurant we're going to. Like, yeah, but I'm not. Generally I'm not looking speaking. at the menu. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, so Palmanos, you figure it's going to be Italian, yeah. right? So, yeah. So you don't. But need these to young worry. people I work with, you know, we I, we'll have a retreat, right? And we're going to go to dinner at this place. Every one of them, when the menu comes, they don't even look. And I say, what What's going on? And they're like, oh, we've already looked at the menu. I'm yeah. like, you've taken all the fun out of going to a right. restaurant. Well, when I was in New Orleans with my wife, we went to this uh, this place. And yeah. when we went in there, we thought, oh, this looks good. We went in there. And then we found out that me being with a woman, we were in the wrong place for that. And, oh. and it oh. was really interesting. Oh. Really? It was very interesting that yes. we were the only heterosexual people there. In the whole okay. place. In the whole place. Because it wasn't that kind of place. Huh. And, and this is in the uh, Vucoray, French Quarter. And it was like, that's, I mean, we didn't fit, but that was so cool to accidentally yeah. stumble upon that. And we do you, do you never remember, would, Do you remember been, what you ordered? Uh, no, I have no idea. Huh. Because we were just so caught up in... In the uh, the ambiance of the place, we would never have in our lives ever been in a place like that yeah. if not for that. And that you stumbled into it. That we stumbled into it. And yeah. we, we weren't unwelcome or anything. Of course. And so, are, Irish, What? so what is your kind of cuisine that you prefer to eat uh, beyond all others? Well, uh, now do keep in mind that I am from California, so right. it's a uh, Bay Area, so yeah. I, I'm not a big meat eater, Okay, uh, what, which is actually, I, I don't drink beer and I don't eat beef, but it's not for health reasons, it's just, just that, the way you are. Well, for, uh, for a couple of years, I just didn't eat any and drink any of it and i lost my taste for it right so so it's an acquired taste but yeah. uh yeah i'm i'm pretty simple you know chickens and and you know like a fettuccine and yeah, like yeah. i like italian yeah. yeah there's no really no such thing as irish cuisine right well yeah that's i think that's american i mean like corned oh. beef and cabbage for example is right. american yeah uh i went to an irish restaurant in downtown Nashville. Nashville, yeah, and they saw what is it like Bakhti or something like I don't know these weird things that I had no idea where we what go. They were. We went to, but it was actual Irish food with the guys from England, the the consular general. Oh, we uh, went down to uh, the place in Soulard, yeah. um John D. McGurk's. Yeah, McGurk's. Yeah, but that's just pub food, right? Yeah, most of the oh. pubs, you know, but I, the a lot of the Irish places that I was at in Ireland had chicken tikka masala, which is an Indian dish. Yeah. And they'd have American burgers. Yeah. Because the, the Irish food's really not that good. They just boil everything. Right. Boiled potato in a six-pack. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a joke. So, Sean Michael Lyle, if you're going to have the meal of your life, and let's just uh, let's think about this now. Um, this is going to be the, the best meal you will ever have in your entire life. Mm-hmm. What's it going to be? Well, first of all, my wife will cook it. Oh, no. Hey, no, that's a good That's answer. some bro- bonus, that's a, that's bro- a good bonus answer. right there. Well, yeah. it's, it's true. Uh, yeah. I, she, she, I come up with flavors, and yeah. she comes up with ways of cooking things. Don't get me wrong. She's not, you know, one of those real uh, foodie types. Yeah. But just simple stuff. I'll give you a, an example. Something as simple as you take, like, um, uh, bow tie pasta. Yes. Put a little robust flavored uh, olive oil on yes, it. Yes, yes, robust. Yeah, kind of that robust flavor. Yeah, yeah flavored gotta be, it's got to be robust. Put a, uh, some grated Parmesan cheese. Oh, yeah. yes. Little bit of the uh, the Italian seasoning breadcrumbs. Oh, that's it. Yeah, Boom. that's nice. That's it. Boom, and you're home. 
There you go. So uh, you started today because I heard you this afternoon. You got in here at what time? I get here at uh, just before 2 o'clock. Yeah, okay. So you don't have dinner at home, obviously. Well, I we have dinner, basically, what would be dinner, we have that as, as lunch. At noon. Yeah. Ish. Uh, yeah, the 11, yeah. 12, yeah, uh-huh. 12 o'clock. Now, what'd yeah. you have today? Well, actually, <laughs> similar to what I just described, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had... Um, uh, a ravioli, with oh, nice. sausage ravioli yes. with the olive oil and the, and the oh, parmesan, nice. and then so, a salad. So you get out of here tonight, and then uh, how do you, what do you do to wind down? You don't eat again? You're just ready to go to I'll, sleep? And uh, You know what's really good? What's that? I, ju- I just, it's a little snack. Schnucks, you know, the, um, the, uh, the apple cinnamon cereals? Yeah, uh-huh. like, right, yeah. Schnucks has one that is the the house brand yeah. of the uh, you know the apple cinnamon o- o's you know yeah. right. that is just perfect and you eat it dry yeah and oh. just snack it just have a handful of that little cup a little cup of that and it's just enough to quiet the stomach down oh. now are you able to so when we get when I get off the air. Uh, after a nighttime shift, I can't go to sleep right away. Takes me an hour or two. Yeah, you gotta because you're up and you gotta. Do you have any trouble when you get home or you no? Have, no, I bam, you're out. No, I I, I stay up for uh, an hour or two as well. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do yeah. that too. Because yeah, you you know this people don't. I mean, it sounds easy. Yeah, but you got to get up for this thing. You right. Know, communicating right. and and all of that. You got to have a smile on your face when you're talking, and sometimes that takes a little effort. <laughs> well. You know, most of my career, I was a morning guy. You're right. Yeah. I did the morning show. Yeah. So I would get up, you know, like, I mean, even the, the job I had when Salt Lake City before here, I did the mornings. And so I would get up, you know, three o'clock in the morning. Wow. And and have coffee. So this is a adjustment now. Yeah, it is a bit. Uh-huh. It, it is. Um, but, it, you know, it all works out okay. The hard part here, though, is... And and people who do similar jobs can really relate. I spend half the day preparing, and right. then my first newscast, except for days like today where I do some filling, my first newscast is halfway through the day. Yeah, and that's a little difficult. Now getting here and and doing the first newscast within the first hour, that's that is a lot easier. That is Sean Michael Lyle. He's uh, you've been here how long now? Uh, since two this afternoon. Oh. <laughs> Just a year and a half. A year and a half yeah. he's been here, and he's a big part of our newsroom, uh, the biggest newsroom of any radio station in St. Louis. When we come back, it's What's Trending with Braxton Payne. We'll do that after this on X. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 
Quickly moving to the celebrity guest line, we go to our weekly visitor at this time, yes. Braxton Payne for What's Trending. Hello, Braxton. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Braxton I'm Payne. Doing well. It kind of sounds like uh, birthing contractions. Uh, well, yep. I mean, that would, that would be Braxton Hicks oh, contractions. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. But they apparently are painful. So, yeah, right. I mean... Yeah, yeah I'm, no, I'm actually no. not named after them, believe it or well, not. That's I'm good. named after a football player. Yeah. Oh, Jim Braxton. Tyrone Braxton. Oh. Apparently he used to play for the Denver Broncos. Huh. So huh. they took his last name, and that's yeah, what I... Yeah, Jim uh, Braxton was a running after. back for the uh, uh, for the Buffalo Bills. He was in the backfield with O.J. Simpson back in the day. Mm. Braxton, Braxton, you're a curious soul because you were born and raised in St. Louis, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Your favorite baseball team is the St. Louis Cardinals. Your favorite hockey team is the Colorado Avalanche. Huh? Your favorite college football team is uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. And your favorite NFL team is don't have one. So they how were, would it, it not the Rams, be the Denver Broncos here. if you were named after one of the players? Well, I mean, my dad is a die-hard Oakland Raiders fan, and he will not huh. say Las Vegas Raiders. It's huh. still Oakland Raiders. He is a die-hard. Oakland Raiders fan, and until the time I was about probably 12 or 13, uh, he had me convinced that Al Davis was my long-lost <laughs> grandfather. Well, that would explain a lot. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that man had quite an appearance about him. Yes, he did. Definitely. Yeah. Well, what's trending, Brax? Let's talk it. So we have a couple options tonight. We have, you know, the Formula One race in a war zone. Uh, we have death row meals. Um, I'm sure you guys have already talked about Will Smith and the Oscars. We have. Um, and then wedding traditions. Ooh. Go ahead. I'm liking wedding traditions. Let's uh, let's see what's trending out there. So wedding traditions. So, so I went. I was at a wedding this weekend, um, and I was. We were all sitting around and we were talking about it. And I saw it on Twitter today. You know, some wedding traditions that were, you know, by like state or region. And so it got me thinking of like, you know, in St. Louis, we seem to always have like this break in between weddings, you know, a Catholic mass at 12 or two or three. Yeah. And -hmm. then we have three or four hours Mm -hmm. um, until. Yeah, exactly. You go drink and you hang out and then you go to the reception. But I was doing like I was looking through these wedding tradition things. And I think that's a I could be wrong, but I think that's like a St. Louis thing. I, I was trying to find. Other places that do that, or have you guys experienced where there's a big break? Is it a Catholic yeah, thing? Yeah, I think it's more of a Catholic thing because they have the noon weddings, you know, and I'm Protestant. So, you know, our weddings are like at 530 and then you go right to the reception and, yeah. you know, you have the open bar and then you sit down and you eat and then you dance and then you throw stuff and then you're done. Yeah. yeah have you guys ever been to a wedding that didn't have an open bar, though? No, no. <laughs> what do you mean? Didn't have an oh, like yes, a cash bar? A I, cash bar? Yeah, I've been to a wedding once where it was a cash bar um, instead of an open bar because the bride and groom didn't drink. Yeah, well, that, I guess I can understand that. I've been if to you a don't wedding drink. where they didn't serve any alcohol. Yeah, I yeah. would prefer they not serve alcohol if you than to have it. a. Pay- yeah. Otherwise, you know, put on the invitation, BYOB. Yeah. Watch everybody wheel in their coolers to the wedding. I'd been to a wedding that was BYOB. That no was actually way. quite fun. Oh, yeah. it was a, The reception was at a park in St. Charles, that new park off 370. Now- and he was like, listen, he goes, you guys can come. He goes, I'll have some, like, you know, bush and bush light. But if you guys want other things, you can bring your own beer. And I was like, all right. There you good. go. 
Bush and Bush Light doesn't get any better than that. What a what, what a festive what? celebration that would be. Let me ask you this: uh, are, are you finding now that more weddings are becoming um, venue centric? where the wedding and the reception are taking place at the same venue as opposed to going to a church for the service and then a separate venue for the reception. No, totally. And I, I think the, the most, most common thing is like, so I had my wedding was like that, you know, we had it at six o'clock or, you know, five thirty. I don't even remember. And then right into the reception right afterwards, all in the same venue. I think a lot of that is, is you know, people are less religious. So it, it just is easier just to go right into the other thing. Um, but I also say too, the one of the things that I'm noticing, I've been to several weddings over the past three years. I mean, and many of my friends are Catholic and if they are Catholic, they don't, they opt for the non full mass version. So yeah, it's, please. you know, a 30 minute ceremony without communion and right. all the other stuff. Now I like the weddings like yours, Braxton, where you go straight from the wedding to the reception. Uh, most of my life, I've gone to weddings at noon, and then, like you said, you go, yeah. you know, half the, the crowd Change goes and clothes, gets snockered uh, and, yeah. and then shows up later. And it's easier just to make that commitment to an evening for a couple yeah. than a whole doggone day. Yeah, you know? and you, you came to my daughter's wedding. I did. Yes. It was lovely. Yes. And we went straight from the wedding uh, to the reception. Mm-hmm. Buddy, that I was a nice that... reception. That wasn't a BYOB. No cash <laughs> bar there, man. Yeah, Woo! It was, it was I heard good things about it. You know, I was surprised it wasn't in, you know, Town and Country magazine, um, from what I heard. <laughs> the Hancocks. <laughs> well, I will say one thing about wedding tradition. So yes. we were discussing this uh, when we were, you know, at the six-hour break in between the wedding and the reception. And one of the things that was like wedding traditions that, you know, you didn't want to do personally or that you think are kind of silly now. And I think mine is the cutting of the cake. I think that is just a... yeah. Uh, it's a weird tradition to me. It's like you cut it together, and then the whole like spreading, you know, food uh, on yeah, each other's face, shove it in each other's mouth. Yeah, but, I mean, that's you weird. Well, if you don't cut the cake, nobody has cake. Well, you cut the cake, but that's not what he's describing. What happens is there's this tradition where the couple goes up and they holds cut, a knife they together, cut the cake. right? And then they put it out there, and then yeah. they feed each other a bite. Yeah, yeah. And then it's it a, turns into a circus. It's a beautiful yeah. expression of oneness. Because what's happening even... in that moment, Michael, is that the two are becoming one. All right. And uh, so you got you got Sally over here, and you got Joey over there, and now they now they they get married, and they become one. And now they now they're coming to the cake together. Right. And they cut the cake and they stick it in each other's mouth because they're 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 one. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful. Here, here's another tradition I don't like. I don't like the, okay, all the single girls line up over here. For the bouquet. And we're going to toss the bouquet, yes. and now all the single guys come over here and grab the garter. And the garter. No, I'm a 47-year-old man. I'm single, and there I am with 23-year-olds. And, by the way, what I do is I demure. I just, no, thank you. And then everybody, like, pressures you. You need to go out there. You need to go out there. And it's like, I'm going to stuff your head in a trash can. As if as if, as if, if this man would deny a 23-year-old garter. Um, <laughs> let, let, me just, let me just say. No, but you get my point. I it's do. just awkward being out there. And then they throw it up in the air, and yeah. then you get the drunk guy who – you know, comes from over the back of six other dudes and takes out half the crowd. It's a beautiful What about expression. you, John? I love it. It's a beautiful expression. I mean, you no, got the, which, you got... uh, which wedding tradition annoys you or I think should just be, uh, I like it know, all. I like up. all of it. I like, I like, like the little clanking of the glasses so that the bride and the groom kiss. 
You're, you're, um, you you probably are a guy who's mad that if they don't throw rice because rice is traditional. And well, you, ought to throw you got the rice. rice out there, but of course you got bird problems with that. You yeah. know, now we, we're all becoming sensitive to what's happening to the poor birds with the rice right. uh, because the rice apparently gets in the bird's belly and it blows up and then the bird explodes in midair. It's not good. Yeah, the other thing I will say before before we move on, I, I will say one thing that also irritates me in general uh-huh. is when people read speeches off of their phone. Not good. Uh, like if you're not read good. a speech, print it. Yeah. Print it. I, I'm glad you bring that up because I get annoyed with local TV reporters when they're yep. standing out and you know reporting on something. And I get it; they're taking their notes and stuff. But they're standing there scrolling through their phone as they're, like, and, giving and you. telling you what the news. Yeah, telling you the news. Because it just, I don't know, it just looks, I don't know. In the good old days, people used to stand up and speak, you know? It comes out of the heart. It comes out up through the heart, through the through the neck there, I, and out of the mouth. I, I don't mean, that's, think that's Rick Hummel go. is sitting at an interview typing into his phone. No. I think he's scratching it out on a little pad yeah, there, right? Yeah, or it's up in the old noodle. I mean, that's... Oh, uh, I will say one know. thing about these local news reporters now, too, is, is they're like one-man crews. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Well, if that's all, Good point. You know, I'm, I'm seeing the other, you know, they have to set up their own cameras. cameras they, yeah. you know, <laughs> the other day I was watching one of the local news stations here, and it was the night, it was really windy, and the guy was holding his umbrella and he's live on air and it looks like he's about to become like Mary Poppins and, he's trying, and, he's, and you can tell he's trying to he has his feet I don't remember though what's important but he was like trying to keep the camera from tipping over with his feet so he's leaning back and he looks like he's just swaying in the thing and then and then he's trying to read his notes all at the same time and I felt so sorry for him. I'm like, just get the segment over. And then the the, the anchor back asked him a follow up question. I was well, like, oh, this poor guy's literally. Yeah, go but come on, that's just buddies air. messing with each other. You uh, know, if you were standing <laughs> out in the wind and your umbrella was about to fly away and the camera's falling down, I'm going to keep asking you questions just to make you uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Wow, totally. You totally would do that. <laughs> I believe that. Well, that is what's trending. And uh, Braxton, you've done it again. Thank you so much for your time. And- and uh, we appreciate your insight and your your contact with current culture. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you all next week. See right. you, Rex. When we come back, Michael. Yes. <clears throat> we're going to ride a little bull. Oh, yeah. Right here. Bull. On KMOX. I have been thinking all evening about how to best say this. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. myself as a man of the rural grounds. I thought you were going to say you fancy yourself as the man in black. No, no. Because that's who uh, this is. You know, I, in my heart, Johnny. I, I have a rural background in my heart. There's Johnny Cash. Love him. So we're talking to PJ over here, Matt Pajeski, our great broadcast We're the only engineer. people who call him PJ, by the way. When we walk around the station, we're like, oh, yeah, you guys got PJ tonight. Yeah. And everybody's like, Who, who's PJ? I mean, I think we all agree after low these many weeks. No, uh, Pajeski's it. PJ's the best. Yeah. So you. PJ was regaling us uh, over the break with a story about uh, riding the bull. Yeah, the mechanical bull. Uh, let me uh, clarify. Uh, where? But, so where were you and what happened? This was Saturday night at Ballpark Village. Ooh. You know, they've got all their different bars and yeah, different yeah. restaurants uh-huh. there. This there was you are. PBR. It's Professional Bull Riders. Ooh. 
Ooh. They've got a mechanical bull. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't even cost anything extra. You just walk right on, on up. You can get on the bull without putting a quarter. You got to put on chaps and stuff? You don't have to put on yeah. chaps, but you do have to sign a waiver on an iPad. Like, uh-huh. if I hurt myself, yeah. it's all yeah. on me? So yeah. you get, okay, so you're there. I'm there. And uh, you get on the bull. I hop on the bull. And then? My, my buddies are looking at me. Did yeah. you have some liquid courage? I did. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't just walk up there <laughs> yeah, with uh, right, uh, right. nothing in me. So, uh uh, I had already seen my friend do it. He lasted about thirty seconds. Something. I got. I got to be thirty seconds. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So I hold on, and if, you you can't do two hands. That's that's cheap. Oh. You got to put one hand. One up. hand yeah. up in yeah. the air. Like, on like a real horn. They call that the horn. There you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you I didn't, didn't even know, know that, that. Kelly. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's uh, the horn of the saddle. That's uh, when you're rural, such as myself. You yeah. Know, you know these things. Okay. So yeah. now, did you grab the horn with the left hand or the right hand? The right hand. The right hand. So the left hand is up. All right. That's right. So. Here we go. It, it starts moving. You know, yeah. it doesn't start off full bore right away. You know, it, it kind of warms up. And mm-hmm. with the, the first jolt, I'm thinking, this is way harder than, than it looked. Even yeah. the, f- the first one kind of shook me out. I'm like, no stirrups. No. No stirrups. No. So right. now are you holding on? Are you squeezing real tight squeezing with your legs? Leg, squeezing You're my legs. You're pinching yeah. it closed. Yeah. Holding, you know, I got a white knuckle grip on the on the, uh-huh. on the horn. On the horn. On the horn. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it's got, a I don't know how many different combinations of, of motions and gyrations, but... Uh, well, the bull, you know, they, they go forward and they go backward and they go yeah. up and they go down. They yeah. go sideways. They go diagonally. Well, that's <laughs> some insightful stuff you're pro- laying <laughs> that's down That's what there, they Hancock. do. I mean, yeah. it's a bull. <laughs> so, okay, so you uh, go on. Well, so, I mean, it's again, it starts off not so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am thinking this is a little harder than it looks. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, bam, it just starts spinning. Oh, and I let dizzy. go. I let go. And I'm like, I, I don't fall off instantly. I'm kind of like spinning like on top of the bowl without, you know, not even hanging on to anything. The and then, horn is no longer being grasped. Oh, I have a feeling you're about to get bucked. And then finally, topple over. And Boom. At least, you know, they've, they've got the... Uh, the inflatable, you know, padding oh, around, so I'm not, well, you know, hitting my head on, yeah. on anything. But I, I get right back up. You know, I don't want to look like a fool. So I. Uh, How long did you last on? The I bowl? think it was a little over thirty seconds. Well, there you go. Wow. I mean, that's and, that, and that's are there good. people watching? And are you getting cheers? People or? are watching. They're kind of half watching. They're really just there to watch their friends do it. And then I think. Oh, everybody's gonna, waiting for the girls to yeah, get on the oh, bowl. Yeah, Let's yeah, be yeah, honest. Yeah. 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 They, they, everybody, when a guy gets on, they're like, "Oh, this will be fun." You okay, know, I whatever. Uh, I, I, I don't. You know, I don't like to, to talk. This ought to be good. Um, but there's an art to this thing. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, so a lot of people, you know, you, that was probably your first experience, yep. PJ. Uh, <laughs> it, it was my first rodeo. And, and, and so, uh, you know. It was your first rodeo. <laughs> yeah. Well done. So well a done. lot of people. Good joke. <laughs> a lot of people think, you know, you, you get on the, the bull there. and it, There's an art to it. Uh-huh. And what you've got to do. Uh-huh. Uh, so the, the grasping of the horn. So you don't want to come straight down on the horn. Uh, no, no. Yeah, you got to get to the side of the horn, and okay. get, you know, and you got to wrap the fingers. Kind of like around. cock that arm around well, it. What you want to do is you want to have three fingers with the pinky free. Okay. And the pinky actually vitally important in this enterprise because you're going to press that pinky down on the saddle while you're gras- grasping the horn with the other three fingers. Okay. Of course, your thumb. Uh huh. Um, and then. You know the, the 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 bull has got the rounded sides, you know, because they're kind of chubby, <laughs> and uh, and and so you can't you can't actually get your full foot under. But what you can do is is so if you're using your right mm-hmm. hand, for example, okay. on the horn, yeah, you yeah. want to take your left foot, okay, and you want to take your foot and you want to bend your foot into the underbelly of the bull, okay. So now you've got a counterbalance. So you've got the left foot and the right hand. 
And that is what holds you in place. Did you YouTube then, this, or then, have you ridden uh, no, a no, bull no. before? I, I, well, I, I'm a man of the rural. Um, Clearly. Yeah. When, when I and, think, you know, yeehaw, I think Hancock. Yeah, yeah. And, and so. And <laughs> you then, weren't wearing cowboy boots gotta, the other day. Yeah, I know it. And, you, and you've gotta, <laughs> then you've got to rock with the bull. You can't uh-huh. just let the bull do all the motion. Yeah, you, you've got to. You've got to roll with it like it's gotta, a wave, right? Yes, yeah, yes, I'm with you. Yes. Uh-huh. So you got the foot cocked, you got the hand <laughs> on the on the horn, and um, and if you do it just right, you can you can last for you know 15, 20 minutes on that thing. No, you can't. Come on. <laughs> have you ever been to a bar that has a mechanical bull in it? <laughs> I'm sure I have. I don't know that I ever have. Huh. You say there's one in Ballpark Village. Yeah, yeah. I've never been there. I mean, I've been to Ballpark Village, but I've never been to the where's place the bull? where the, it's, yeah, it's where's upstairs, the bull? Upstairs. Oh, it's upstairs. You know, the yeah. bull is so upstairs. PBR is what it's called. Okay, uh-huh. is it a part of the new part of the Ballpark uh, Village, or I'm is it a part of the where the stage and all that? It's big, where the stage is. Really? Yeah. Oh, I had level. no idea they had yeah. a bull riding there. Mm-hmm. See there? Maybe walk, we could challenge each it. other to Let's a bull go. ride. Let's go. I'm in. Not I'm tonight. I'm not riding a bull tonight. No, no, not tonight. Do you realize that we are liable to hurt ourselves if we did this? No, buddy. If you know what you're doing. Okay, John, I get that, but could you imagine if we have to file for workers' comp because we wanted to do a radio you bit? You can't get and, workers' comp. Uh, oh, maybe with the radio we could. Well, we're doing a radio bit. We, yeah. would, we wouldn't be doing this for our own enjoyment. We'd be doing it to be able to come back and talk about we, it. We, but we don't make enough here to qualify for workers' comp. Huh. Uh, you know, that would have well, to be wouldn't our, our, union protect our real us? job. Our real job. Doing, you know, political <laughs> yeah. consulting. What, slipping on and, a banana? <laughs> and, and, and as a political consultant, if you can't ride a little bull once in a while, then what, what good are you? <laughs> That's John Hancock. I'm Michael Kelly. We got more. Listen to this. Working on a night Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I love it at night. On King of OX. More cowbell. Nice. One of the greatest Saturday Night Live skits ever. They're playing this song, right? And uh, Will Ferrell is standing there with the cowbell. And who is it? It's Christopher Walken. He comes in and he says, I need more cowbell. And everybody's annoyed at uh, Will Ferrell. Huh, this is a Blue Oyster Cult. Is that right? Yeah, it is. You see the uh, drummer for um, the Foo Fighters past? I did see that Taylor Hawkins. Yeah, I didn't know didn't know anything about him, uh, but apparently it was a pretty big deal. Yeah, young, young, younger, right? Right, young, fifty years old uh, was in the conversation as some of the greater one of the greater uh, drummers out really? there right now. Yeah, huh. he uh, interesting, right? Because Dave Grohl, uh, who's the lead singer of the Foo Fighters, was the drummer for Nirvana. I did not know that. And uh, then, of course. Uh, Kurt Cobain died, killed himself, and uh, Dave Grohl went through this massive mourning period uh, and then came and started the Foo Fighters, who, boy, they have a ton of music. You just don't realize how much. In fact, that the other night at the hockey game, every song they played for except the Take Me Home Country Road song, which makes no sense to me why we play that that in St. Louis. John Denver sings that song. Sweet Home, or what is it? uh, Take Me Home Country Roads. West Virginia. West Virginia. Yeah. We're in St. Louis. West Virginia is 1,500 miles from here. Yeah. Well, why, why are we playing that song? Mountain Mama. Yeah, take me home. Uh-huh. So anyway, um, he uh, was the drummer there, and then, you know, now Dave Grohl's dealing with this again. And uh, they just recently made it into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They were inducted by 
I don't know. Paul I, McCartney. I know nothing about the Food Fighters. Foo, Foo, F O O. Foo, Foo Fighters. I, I know nothing about them either. No, they're excellent. You'd like them. Listen to this. What? Well, here's what happened to me. Yeah. Uh, this week, I had to fill up my gas tank. Okay. And rarely do I, I ever let the gas tank get all the way to the end. I never do. Yeah. And and by the way, I'm I'm at a place right now in my life where I don't have to drive that far. My life kind of is compacted between Forest Park and, and downtown. And yeah. Uh-huh. So I may go two weeks before right. I have to put gas into my tank. I know uh-huh. that sounds crazy because uh, I used to do it like every other day. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I paid $70 for a wow. full tank of gas. Yeah. Seven zero. So you were almost empty then. Yeah, I think it took over 17, 18 gallons of gas. What was, was just, what was the price? Uh, I think it was four oh one or something like that. Is it that high? Yeah. Huh. You know, I never. I just, I mean, I'm with you. You got to pay it no matter what I, it yeah, is. I never look at the price. I mean, I could not tell you. I just filled up yesterday. I couldn't tell you how much it was. I did. But I I can't tell you because you you got to pay it. It is what it is. But I, it's kind of like when you go to the grocery store. I don't really pay attention to what. Things cost no because I'm single. Had this conversation over the weekend. So my sister in law was in, uh-huh. and um, she did. She was in from Kansas City, and she was visiting, and and um, so her husband had. To, they were out of milk, and he went to get milk, and he, she said it was like four something a gallon. Uh-huh. And sounds right to me. I, I, I have no idea. So I had just bought a gallon of milk that day, uh-huh. and she said, "Well, what'd you pay for it?" I said I have no idea. I yeah. just there, there was milk there, and I put it in the cart, and I you know right. was in with all the other stuff that I had. Um, I usually can tell when prices are out of whack when I get to check the out. Check out, yeah, yeah, and stuff. Usually, this should be about sixty bucks. Yeah, and all of a sudden they're selling you a hundred, hundred and ten. Yeah, and you're like, what's going on here? Yeah, it's, it, it has gotten bad because I I went on over the weekend and we had we had family in, so I bought like a dozen hamburgers. Mm-hmm. And um dozen hamburgers, couple of, you know, blah, blah, blahs, and some pickles <laughs> right. and milk. Uh, it was like $110. I thought, wow. What's going on? What's right? the matter with this? Yeah. Yeah. So I, being being by myself, I mean, it's not like, you know, I, I, I don't spend that much money. You're not entertaining stores. a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went to go buy chicken breasts. money now. Yeah, right? I went to go buy some chicken breasts the other yeah. day. They were out of chicken breasts. Out of chicken breasts. There's a major retailer, and I'm like, you're out of chicken breasts. And they're like, yeah, the supplier's, you know, backed up. And oh. yeah, there's all these food shortages. That doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, I get that there's a supply chain situation right. going on, and that makes stuff of sense for particularly manufacturing goods that are coming from China and stuff. But well, chicken I think, and eggs I, I think and they milk. Don't have people, I, I think they don't have the people to process it. I think it's a people. Oh, to so work you've got a supply s- chain yeah. issue on the one hand, but you've got a, a people problem on the other, and there's nobody to work. And, you know, as much as we. But your side keeps telling me all these people are coming and taking everybody's jobs. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> a, there is a role for immigration in this country, and, and we need immigration yeah. in this country and if you just think about the history of america you know the waves of people will come and they take the entry-level jobs at the food processing plant. i mean my own father worked at a uh a packing house uh, back in the day that was his first job out of, out of high school when he got out of the military your dad's yeah he worked Oof. at a packing house his job he was a boner Oh, so they would they'd have the the cow carcasses uh, coming down the down the line, you know, they'd be on the hanging off the 
uh-huh. spikes or whatever. De-rib them or whatever. And he'd take the backbone and whoosh, oh! that was his job. And uh, That's he, like Upton Sinclair's yeah, The Jungle yeah. type stuff, I mean, that, and, and he did that, you know, for years. And then the government came in and closed down the packing house in downtown St. Louis. And he got a job at a at a warehouse. Why did the government close him down? Well, it was not uh, the Sanitary. best. Sanitary, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, but yeah, I mean that's what my dad did. You know, when I was a little kid, that's what he did for a living. And then, uh, then he was a warehouseman. And eventually, drove a forklift. And um, I remember when he retired. He retired when I was probably thirty, something like that. Twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. And they had a party for him. And, you know, you think about parents who take their kids to work. Right. You know, and I've done that. I've taken my, you know, I never went to my dad's warehouse, you know. Right. And so when he retired, they had a party for him. And they and they had pictures of him up all over the, driving his forklift. And apparently he would sing. As oh, he would, he would drive awesome. through the warehouse, he would sing. And he was known for his, his singing and uh yeah. I, That's I'm, cool. I miss him. I miss Dad. Yeah. He, he was awesome. Well, that's a great story. Thank yeah. you for sharing. Happy to, happy I, to be I'll here. tell you a quick story about my grandfather. So my dad's oh, dad, uh-huh. he was a teamster. Yeah. And when he first started in the business as a 17-year-old kid, he literally was driving a team of horses. Wow. And by the time he retired, he was driving an 18-wheeler. Wow. In his lifetime. Think about that much change. That's crazy. Yeah, right? Yeah. My dad worked in a grocery store, too. They, he didn't have to debone the animals and right. stuff like yeah, they did. The bones were already the gone bones at were, that point. Yeah. But, but he worked at, what, you may even remember these stores, Benton. Bettendorf. Wraps. Bet, is there something called Bettendorf Wraps? Yeah. Is that one yeah. name, uh-huh. maybe? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, my grandpa worked at uh, Tomboy. He was a he was a meat cutter at, at a Tomboy. So Right. Yeah. And then we have the emergence of Schnucks and Deerbergs and all the great local you grocery know, stores. And, and, and not to get too sappy here, but if you think about this country and your grandfather driving a team yeah, of horses your and your your father working in a grocery store, becoming right. a, a leader right. in the labor movement, becoming the, the head of the St. Louis Labor Council, you very successful. Stop it. You know, I'm, no, I mean, it just... The opportunities that this country offers are unique in, in in world history, and I think we often take that for granted. And um, you know, my own kids are enjoying opportunities that I never would have seen. Um, and and you know, there's something very special about this place. It's the idea of America. I mean, you you in this world where there's so much going on. When you talk, I have a couple of immigrant folks who are now Americans now. Mm-hmm. Who helped me clean my house occasionally? Yeah, and they—they're so proud. They're such good people. Their daughters are working at a bank now. He's so proud. He tells me about it all the time, and he always just says, "This is the only place yeah, in the world this is. could happen." Ronald Reagan once said, uh, and it's it stuck with me all these many years. You know, you can move to France, but you'll never become a Frenchman, and you can move to Ireland, but you'll never become Irish. Uh, but you can move to America, and you become. An American, right? And it, it is truly unique in that respect, in in all the history of the world. So that's how we end the show on this Monday night, March the twenty eighth, two thousand twenty two. That's Foo Fighters in the background. Have a good night, everybody. Hancock Kelly leaving you. See you Friday morning, eight thirty. Thanks, PJ.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.